0: Good morning, Village. It's so good to be back with you, even if it's virtually. Welcome, everyone, whether you're joining us for our watch party or watching on YouTube. Thank you for being with us today. A special shout out to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day. We love you and we're so grateful for you. If you are on our watch party, you can interact with us in the chat. There's a place for you to share your prayer requests and we have a prayer team there ready for you. We want you to know we miss you and we want to support you during the season. So if you need anything, please email info at villagebeaverton.com. Again, we'd love to support you in any way we can. You know, as we come together today, we're all coming with different emotions and different experiences. And no matter what you are feeling or where you are at, I know for myself, I need to declare and remind myself that God is with us. He is here. He is present wherever we are. And God is wanting to work in and through you. So please, take out a Bible or or turn on your Bible and get to a place where you can invite God to move in your hearts and mind. And let us together, even if it's remotely, engage with the living God. Esther is now gonna lead us in a call to worship that will help prepare us this morning.
1: Happy Mother's Day, I'm Esther Weitzma and soon here we're going to be singing some worship songs but first I'm going to call us to worship with this reading Holy One, we gather in your presence to give you thanks and to celebrate the gift of your love a love that supports, nurtures, and challenges us in ways that strengthen and transform us We offer you praise and thanksgiving for your unfailing presence in our lives and all of the blessings that you so generously offer us Today, as we celebrate Mother's Day, we give thanks for mothers the world over. We give thanks for all those who have nurtured and cared for us, remembering especially birth mothers, adopted mothers, surrogate mothers, aunts, grandmothers, teachers, neighbors, and all women who have shared their faith with us. We pray, compassionate God, for those mothers who have been hurt, disillusioned, or disappointed in their role as a mother. We pray for those who have been denied a longed-for chance at motherhood, and for those whose years of mothering have been cut short by the loss of a child. We lift up before you, O God, the members of our human family around the world, for those who are afflicted or suffering at this time, for those who need healing, for those who require bread or shelter, for those who live in violent homes and communities for those who are grieving and for those whose needs are known to you alone holy mother and father of us all touch us with your healing presence and gentle embrace that we may walk in your ways bringing dignity justice and peace to all corners of your world all this we pray in the strong name of jesus amen
2: Village, So glad again that you are joining with us today. I just have a few things I want to make sure you are aware of as far as announcements go. One, uh, you might have already heard this, but we are praising God for your generosity. We have raised over $40,000 for the Grace Fund. Um, Our Grace Fund is what goes to directly helping our community members who might be in need. Um, And as you can imagine with COVID, um, a lot of families were suddenly uh, facing needs that they hadn't encountered before. So we thank you for that. Um, We also asked and challenged everyone to give generously to our overseas partners in Lebanon and India and you actually exceeded our initial goals so we have now raised over $20,000 for our partners in Lebanon and India and that is going directly to feed families um, and people who otherwise literally have no food. So thank you so so much. Um, also wanted to let you know, uh, again, we're so excited that we're partnering with the city of Beaverton um, to have Village be a host site for distributing uh, donations. So anyone around our community can come through Monday through Friday, uh, drive up to the south end of our gym, and... Uh, drop off donations of food and hygiene supplies and those will then be shared out to different nonprofits and organizations who are supporting our community members um, also uh, who are vulnerable and in need. Um, And then last but not least, um, this is a special time of the year because of some amazing people who have worked really hard to complete school. So we want to recognize and celebrate our graduates. So if you have a graduate in your family, we would love for you to submit a photo of them, as well as let us know their name, uh, the school they're graduating from, as well as their plans after graduation. Um, High school and college and uh, above college would be great. And you can send that to info at villagebeaverton.com. Hey, Village.
3: I'm Daniel Hawkins, and I've been attending for about nine years. Uh, Today, I'm coming to you from my apartment slash home office. Uh, I certainly hope everyone's doing well and uh, staying healthy and above all, staying connected. Um, As an artist, I'm really inspired to see all the creative ways that we're staying connected with one another, encouraging one another, and uh, serving people locally and around the globe. Um, It's really awesome. So let's keep spreading love and hope together. God bless.
4: Hola, 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 Village. Mi nombre es Mirna. Mi nombre es Maria. Mi nombre es Emily. And we are the LVR family. We have been members of Village since 2006. Village has been a huge part in our family, and we have celebrated many, many milestones there. So we can't wait to physically be back there with our Village family. But for now, we just wanted to say hello and welcome to everyone and hope you are home and staying safe. Dios le bendiga. God bless you all. Bye, everybody.
2: Hi, Village. Greetings from the Kim family. I'm Eunice. I'm Micah. Audrey. Addison. Young. And this is our dog, Lincoln. Lincoln. We've been at Village for about nine years since Addison was about five months old. We all miss seeing serving and worshiping together at Village, but we also recognize that this is an opportune time to see what God has in store for us. Addison, what do you miss most about Village?
1: I miss my friends and my teachers. Audrey, what have you been doing since being home? Spending a lot of time with my family and playing with the dog, Dinkin. Micah, what have you been learning? I've been learning that God is in control even through the tough times.
5: That's right. So in Jeremiah, we see how God tells Israelites in exile to settle down in the new environment um, while eagerly waiting for the day of restoration. So we try to do the same. We try to settle down and while having fun, but also uh, we wait uh, eagerly for the day when we get back together in person. For we know that in all things, God
6: works for the good of those who love him. So with that, we we all miss miss you. you.
3: Hi Village Family, this is Andrew Madison coming to you from beautiful Vancouver, British Columbia. And I am a missionary with North America Indigenous Ministries and uh, we make disciples who make of Jesus who make disciples of Jesus uh, of First Nations people groups or Native Americans as you may know them better as. And uh, I am sorry, I have to apologize that I am wearing a hat today to service. Uh, you know, as many of you are in the same boat as I am, I haven't had access to a barber for a while, and I can't do the hair, my hair, the way that I like it. And so, I'm just coming to you with a hat. And many of you know this is me, anyways. I wear a hat most of my life, anyways. So, this is authentically me. And many of you also will not be shocked by uh, this, the basketball uh, team that I'm supporting, as you see on the walls and on my jacket. Uh, I often joke that I make disciples of Jesus uh, as my full time job, and in my spare time, I evangelize for the Portland Trailblazers. You know, first, I have some encouraging news from the field. It is truly amazing how many spiritual walls are down right now because of people's lives being overturned. And so, it's been really critical to do, uh, to pour into that, and to put a lot of energy into into talking to people about uh, spiritual things and people are very open to it. And so uh, be encouraged and and, and I hope that that'll encourage you to go out into your communities as well because it truly is uh, amazing the openness that people have. Especially with First Nations people groups that, that I've been experiencing. So I'd be encouraged in that. But even with all the social distancing that's been going on, I find myself with a very full plate. Um, I'm on FaceTime or audio calls with, with people up and down the coast and uh, in Vancouver uh, for multiple hours in the day, uh, seven days a week sometimes. And so it's been amazing to walk them through grief and, and, and through life in general and ask those spiritual questions of them. Uh, during this crucial time. And I've also been creating devotional videos for people up in Klemtu on on what it means to have our identity in Christ. Um, and so Klemtu is a tribal village where we've gone as a church uh, that's along the British Columbia coastline, and I've lived there for I lived there for many years. And so you know I'm doing this for them to watch, to learn, to grow in. And I've been posting these on social media, and it's been an, an amazing uh, response, and I've been able to engage people really well. Uh, because of their spiritual openness during this time so that's been awesome and that takes up a lot of my time and you know really that's just a small shot in my uh, of my life there's a lot more going on and I hope you're encouraged that even when things are turned upside down that God is still doing amazing work and God often does his best work when our lives are turned upside down and we begin to focus on him even more Uh, So I'm so thankful to have so many of you uh, still praying and and supporting me. I consider many of you my family, and I pray that someday soon we can come together and see each other physically in in the foyer of Village uh, when I visit. So I pray that it'll happen this year, and let's pray together that that happens. So God bless you all. Love you all.
7: Heavenly Father, we lift up our prayers to you as You have shown your loving compassion to us. We pray for our local and global partners. We lift up Dave Bidwell to you. He has uh, suffered a stroke and he's undergoing uh, recovery now as he's um, having uh, repair from the stroke and heart surgery. Thanks for um, guiding him through this. We ask that you would help the nurses and doctors make good connections between he and his wife, Eileen. Lord, um, we ask for complete healing and recovery so that they can continue their work uh, with African ministries through their training and coaching and providing resources. Lord, we also uh, want to thank you for the Beaverton Distribution Center at Village. Thank you for the more than 24 villagers who have volunteered their work. Lord, we do ask that um, you would Um, increase the donations and uh, that many people would receive relief and uh, that the health of the volunteers would stay strong. And um, Lord, we ask that Village would have a good testimony in all this process. Lord, we also thank you for uh, the ministries um, Village has had uh, in India. Um, Thank you for the funds that were uh, recently uh, brought in to... Uh, relieve some of the stress on the pastors that we work with in in india thank you for the work that they're continuing to do uh, reaching out to families who are without food and without support and um, lord thank you that villagers continue to be uh, generous with their giving uh, for local and global ministries father we're so grateful to you and your presence in our lives even in these unsettling times. And we ask that um, we could lift up all these prayers to your holy name, in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Hey
6: everyone, uh, it's Pastor Ken. And before we jump into today's sermon, I want to give you a little bit of a a preview of next week. Uh, We're beginning a new series uh, out of the book of Exodus. And uh, the book of Exodus gives us a look at God's people as he calls them to himself as he reveals his desires uh, for his kind of kingdom for them, uh, as he reveals himself to be the God who rests, uh, and then as he forms and shapes them, gives them their identity uh, as the people of God. And as we look at that story, it's not just uh, history, it also becomes the meta-narrative, the the grand story for the people of God, for us as individual believers uh, from that point forward. So. Uh, We're excited about that series and what we can learn about God and ourselves uh, through it. Um, And to bridge into it, I wanted to have us uh, look at Matthew chapter 11 uh, and a very familiar passage, and see how uh, in this passage God uh, reveals His kingdom, that we get the picture of that in Jesus, uh, and that Jesus then calls us into His rest. That. The God who rests has a desire for his people that we see that in the person of Jesus Christ and ultimately there's an invitation to come. Uh, So we get to hear from Pastor Josh. I get to hear from Pastor Kwong, who's the director of the Korean Fellowship, from Pastor Mauricio as well, uh, who heads up Hispanic Fellowship. Uh, So I'm excited just to hear this in three different languages. But before we do that, let's look at this passage from Matthew chapter 11. Matthew chapter 11. Uh, verses 25 through 30 says this at that time Jesus said I praise you Father Lord of heaven and earth because you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned and you've revealed them to little children yes Father for this is what you're pleased to do all things have been committed to me by my father and no one knows the son except the father and no one knows the father except the son and those to whom the Son chooses to reveal him. So come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light.
8: Thank you, Ken, for that uh, warm welcome. And it's really, it's a joy of mine to be part of this morning's teaching uh, team. Thinking through, how do we live above the changes and circumstances in life? Jesus gives us this grand invitation to come and join Him where He's at work and receive rest. How many of you guys right now are feeling weary, feeling tired? I think today's passage, found in Matthew, is timely and so informative for us. I want to talk about these two verses in Matthew chapter 11, verse 25. It says this, At the time Jesus declared, I thank you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth, that you've hidden these things from the wise and the understanding and revealed them to little children. Yes, Father, for such was your gracious will. A few years ago my family discovered this fun activity to go outside and so I said to my son and my daughter, I said, hey, do you want to go outside and find this treasure hunt? I've downloaded this app on my phone and it leads us to these treasures and it says there's six of them hidden in the park behind our home. Can you believe it? So with enthusiasm and excitement we searched and discovered geocaching. Geocaching started right here in Beaver Creek, Oregon, over 19 years ago. On May 3rd, Dave Ulmer placed his own container, a black box, into the woods, along with a logbook and a pencil, and he left various items there for the prizes, including videos, books, software, even a slingshot, right? And so he shared his GPS waypoint, the stash, with this online community. So today, almost 19 years later, there's 3 million hidden stashes around the world. Geocaches hidden in 191 different countries, 7 continents. There're more than 641 million people have marked saying found it. As of today, as I'm standing here in the Beaverton Tigard area, there's over 2,641 active geocaches around me. We as humans, we love things that are hidden. Lost discoveries. It's found in these great movies, right? National Treasure, Pirates of the Caribbean, Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, and I mean, goonies, anybody? I mean, even on our birthdays, we love surprises and Easter egg hunts and gifts under the tree. There is this wonder, a desire to find, to discover, to search. As parents, we love to see that enthusiasm on our children with excitement. It's so infectious. This curiosity, play, fascination is the gift we often miss and pass right by. I wonder how many times I've walked by this park and failed to see the treasure. There's this paradox that Jesus teaches about the kingdom that is hidden. Later in Matthew chapter 13, Jesus talks about the secrets to the kingdom being like this mustard seed, yeast, a hidden treasure in a field, a fishnet. All these things are hidden, overlooked, neglected, are actually valuable and transformative. It's two sides of the same coin. Overlooked, but really, really important. So important that the person who doesn't think they need it, well, they can't find it. The Pharisees consider themselves to be wise and learned because they were students of Scripture, They deemed themselves rightly relating to God by taking on the weight of the law, living righteously, but having no relationship with God. They actually rejected Jesus' words. And Christ said to the Father, had revealed these truths, he had preached to those who were like children, accepting the words and putting their faith in him. In Jewish wisdom tradition. It's not those that were wise in their own eyes, the ones who were learned by their own understanding, who were generally wise, but the simple, the ones who began with a fear of God. God is favoring the lowly, the humble, to invite them into true Sabbath, to find rest. So Jesus is preparing his listeners for this incredible loving invitation. So Jesus emphasized the humble attitudes. He delighted to see people humbly trusting in God. God does not delight in sin and judgment, but calls men to repentance and faith. Arrogance shuts the door, but humility opens it wide. Jesus finds pleasure in the joy of the seeking the discovering in his presence, longing and searching after him, realizing you desperately need him and you're not satisfied with anything else. I never grow tired of seeing that sunset, the stars in the sky. But I grieve for the person who looks at the sunset and says, I've seen that before. That's a broken person. One who has had their fill on yesterday's splendor. See, this invokes worship, praise, delight in what God has made. That is his graciousness. That is his life hidden full of treasures and gifts. It's the treasure chest, right? So Jesus says, I praise the Father, Lord of heaven and earth. It's this Jewish title for God. It is his lordship over all of the universe, over all his creation. So what does he praise the Father for? He praises God for hiding the significance of his words, his kingdom. It's not from the wise and the learned, the arrogant in their own knowledge, but revealing these to little children. The truth of God's Word and they were called His disciples, His followers, His learners, because they were curious, they wanted more. This hiding is not an accident. It was God's good pleasure. Jesus, delighted in this, was well pleased at the Father and pleased the Son. I love this quote, this poem. says this, Earth is crammed with heaven, and every common bush of fire with God. But only he who sees takes off his shoes and the rest sit around and pluck blackberries. Elizabeth Barrett Browning. We pause and see God's kingdom, his invitation to rest. Now I'm going to pass it off to Pastor Kwong. Thank you.
5: 하나님께서 가장 원하시는 것이 있습니다. 그것은 하나님의 형상으로 창조된 인간이 하나님을 알고 하나님과 올바른 관계를 맺고 하나님의 풍성함을 누리는 것입니다. 유한한 인간이 무한하신 하나님을 알수 있는 길은 오직 한 가지, 예수님을 통해서입니다. 왜냐하면 아들이신 예수님 외에는 하나님께로부터 온 자가 없기 때문입니다 예수님만이 유일하게 하나님을 100% 완벽하게 아시는 분입니다 그 예수님은 우리에게 하나님을 보여주셨고 우리가 하나님을 잘 알기를 원하십니다 예수님께서는 하나님과의 관계를 통해 우리에게 하나님이 사랑이심을 보여주셨습니다 누가 보면 예수님께서 요단강에서 요한에게 세례를 받으시고 기도하셨을 때 하늘에서 소리가 들렸습니다. 너는 내 사랑하는 아들이라. 내가 너를 기뻐하노라. 하나님께서는 예수님을 사랑하시는 것을 많은 사람들 앞에서 보여주셨습니다. 그 하나님은 또한 우리들을 사랑하십니다. 그래서 예수님을 보내주셨습니다. 우리를 향하신 하나님의 사랑, 그 사랑의 절정을 예수님의 십자가에서 봅니다. 우리의 죄를 위하여, 우리를 구원하시기 위하여, 예수님께서 지신 그 십자가는 우리에게 말씀하시는 하나님의 음성입니다. 내가 너를 이만큼 사랑한다. 내가 나의 외아들의 생명을 주면서까지 너를 사랑한다. 예수님은 하나님과 항상 친밀하게 동행하는 삶을 살았습니다. 왜 예수님께서는 새벽 미명에 한적한 곳으로 가셔서 기도하셨습니까? 왜 예수님께서는 수많은 사람들을 치료하시고 그들을 가르치시느라 바쁜 가운데서도 기도하러 산에 올라가셨습니까? 왜 그곳에서 밤새도록 하나님께 기도하셨습니까? 왜 예수님께서 십자가에 달리시기 전에 개천만의 동산에서 땀이 핏방울이 되도록 간절히 기도하셨습니까? 왜냐하면 하나님께서는 예수님에게 필요한 모든 것이 원천이었기 때문입니다. 예수님께서는 하나님과의 기절을 통해 하나님의 끝없는 사랑을 받아 누렸습니다. 병자들을 치료하시고 많은 사람들을 가르치시고 수많은 만남들로 인해 피곤하고 에너지가 고갈될 때 예수님께서는 한적한 곳 하나님과만 대화하실 수 있는 곳으로 가셨습니다 예수님께서는 하나님 안에서 쉬고 안식할 수 있었습니다 우리의 삶 가운데 육체적으로 또 정서적으로 피곤하고 낙심될 때 우리가 하나님께 나아가면 하나님께서는 우리에게 진정한 안식과 쉼을 주실 수 있으십니다 예수님께서는 하나님과의 만남을 통해 새롭게 힘을 얻었던 것입니다. 예루살렘으로 올라가면 십자가에서 죽게 될 것을 알면서도 예수님께서는 굳게 결심하시고 올라가셨습니다. 어디서 이런 힘이 나왔습니까? 예수님께서는 하나님 안에서 얻은 것입니다. 다윗의 고백처럼 나의 힘이 되신 여와여 내가 주를 사랑하나이다. 우리 주님의 백성도 마찬가지입니다. 하나님 안에서 힘과 능력을 얻게 됩니다. 코로나로 인하여 자유롭지 못하는 그런 상황과 정체적으로나 경제적으로 예측할 수 없는 착금의 현실 가운데 여러분의 하나님은 어디에 계십니까? 예수님께서는 이렇게 말씀하셨습니다. 요한복음 8장 29절 말씀에 나를 보내시니가 나와 함께 계시도다. 나는 항상 그가 기뻐하시는 일을 향하므로 나를 혼자 두지 아니하셨느니라. 하나님은 오늘 이 시간에 여기에서 우리와 함께 하십니다. 그리고 불안한 미래에도 우리와 함께 하십니다. 예수님께서 보신 삶을 통해 우리에게 하나님을 보여주시고 우리가 어떻게 살아가야 할지 하나님의 뜻을 알게 하십니다. 이와 같이 하나님 안에는 모든 것이 있습니다. 하나님의 놀라운 사랑, 하나님 안에서의 안식, 모든 역경을 이기고 나아갈 수 있는 힘과 능력, 삶의 진정한 의미와 목적, 세상에 줄수 없는 그 놀라운 평안 등 하나님께서 그리스도를 통하여 우리에게 예비해 두셨습니다. 세상의 어느 국과도 비교할 수 없는 하나님께서 주신 그 풍성함을 누리시는 성도 여러분 되시기를 주님의 이름으로 축복합니다. 아멘.
9: Actualmente vivimos en un mundo de tribulación, un mundo de muchos temores, un mundo azotado por la violencia, azotado por las enfermedades, traiciones, odio, pobreza, discriminación social. Hay muchas desigualdades, un mundo de muchas injusticias. Y las personas buscan desesperadamente descanso para sus almas. Cada día vemos a personas cargadas por diferentes problemas, buscando tranquilidad, buscando paz, buscando descanso. Y eso no tiene que sorprendernos. Jesús se anticipó a decirnos, en el mundo tendréis aflicción, pero confiad, yo he vencido al mundo. Todo lo que la Biblia dice es cierto y no hay nada que que debamos pasar por alto o echar a un lado. La Biblia contiene respuestas para nuestras preguntas y sus enseñanzas se aplican a las situaciones y problemas que enfrentamos en la vida. Por tanto, debemos estar deseosos de leer cada día y escuchar al Señor lo que nos dice por medio de ella. Y esa es la invitación que Jesucristo nos da. Él dijo, venid a mí Todos los que estáis trabajados y cargados y yo, dice Jesús, os haré descansar. Jesús nos hace una maravillosa invitación para poder descansar de tanto peso que andamos cargando. Las cargas son las presiones diarias que nos agobian. Podemos afirmar que estamos unidos a esas cargas, despertamos con esas cargas, las llevamos con nosotros durante todo el día y nos acostamos a dormir en la noche y es la misma situación y como resultado nos sentimos desgastados, desanimados, desamparados, sin esperanza alguna, al sentir que no hay una salida y estamos totalmente agotados y cansados. Es por eso que tenemos que escuchar su llamado, su invitación de venir a Él. En la época de Jesucristo, las personas estaban familiarizadas con el yugo. Sabían que era una pieza pesada que se colocaba sobre la nuca de dos animales para que pudieran mover el arado. Eran dos bueyes, junto bajo un yugo podían mover un peso más grande con menos fuerza, pues compartían el peso de la carga. Jesús dijo, llevad mi yugo sobre vosotros. Es lo primero que nos pide el yugo de Jesucristo consiste en nuestra relación personal para con él desde el momento en que le recibimos como Señor y Salvador, nos unimos a Él, sin embargo no promete que quedaremos libres de las cargas, sino promete que su presencia que su poder nos va a dar la capacitación para enfrentar las aflicciones de este mundo ya no nos quitará el sueño ni nos sentiremos agobiados o afanados, pues hay paz hay descanso bajo el yugo de nuestro Señor Jesucristo la paz En estos días es un lujo difícil de obtener. La mayoría de las personas viven afanadas por diversas razones y muchos tratan de hallar alivio en las drogas, el alcohol y en muchas cosas. Pero nada de eso produce satisfacción verdadera. Dios creó para que nosotros pudiéramos sentirnos satisfechos en Él. Así que... Todo lo que nosotros intentamos hacer fuera de Jesucristo no tendrá un buen provecho para nosotros. Y en segundo lugar, nos pide que aprendamos de Él. Cristo nos invita a que aprendamos de Él, de la manera que Él obra en la vida de las personas. Conocerlo nos permite vivir en paz, en paz en medio de cualquier dificultad que nosotros enfrentemos. La vida cristiana no se basa en lo que podamos hacer con nuestra fuerza, sino en lo que Jesucristo hace en nosotros. Necesitamos aprender a ser mansos y humildes como fue nuestro Señor Jesucristo. Y como resultado, hallaremos descanso para nuestras almas. Porque mi yugo es fácil, dijo Jesús, y ligera mi carga. El yugo de Cristo nos ata a Él y nos da descanso en Él. Por tanto, cada mañana al despertar, debemos recordar nuestra unión espiritual con nuestro Señor Jesucristo, quien nos perdona de nuestros pecados. Él responde a nuestras oraciones, provee para nuestras necesidades y lleva nuestras cargas. No tenemos necesidad de nada. Pues estamos bajo el mismo yugo con el Omnipotente, el Omnipresente, el Omnisciente, el Misericordioso Dios, el cual fue a la cruz por ti y por mí. Dice su palabra, con amor eterno yo te he amado, dice Jehová. Venid a mí todos los que estáis trabajados y cargados, y yo os haré descansar. Llevad mi yugo sobre vosotros y aprended de mí que soy manso y humilde de corazón y hallaréis descanso para vuestras almas porque mi yugo es fácil y ligera mi carga Mateo 11, 30 Que el Señor te bendiga hoy, mañana y siempre. Bendiciones
6: So let me send us out uh, Again, the Father has revealed his desire, his heart uh, for his kingdom that we see this in the person of Jesus Christ and then we're invited into that rest. That's the invitation uh, today. So out of 2 Peter, here's the benediction. Uh, May you grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And to him be the glory forever and ever, amen. We'll see you next week uh, for the Exodus series. God bless.